What's up, you guys? I'm Anya. And I'm Kylie. And this is Two Degrees Hotter, the postgrad podcast where we get real about life after college every Tuesday. Hello, everyone. Happy TDH Tuesday. Happy Tuesday, everybody. We are excited about this guest episode that we have for you because we were able to welcome on Katie Diasti of Viv for Your V. So she is a super badass female entrepreneur that started this sustainable period care brand. And she is just doing amazing things. Um, And I personally have tried out her products and I love them. And we even have a discount code for you guys. So stay tuned to hear all about things you never knew about the period industry and the sustainability aspects of it and her experience with being a female entrepreneur. And yeah, she's super awesome. And I know you guys are going to love this one. Yeah. The interview is a really good one. And so all our menstruators out there, definitely tune in. A lot of useful information for us. <laughs> totally. So before we hop into that interview, let's do our week in review. So for my week in review, I wanted to bring up a concept that was sent to me in my work Slack, actually. We got a lot of fire articles flowing through there. So it was a Forbes article by Chris Myers that introduced me to the concept of Ikagai. Ikagai, I think is how you pronounce it. So it's a Japanese Mm -hmm. term that roughly translates to reason for being. And it's basically a lifestyle that strives to balance the spiritual with the practical So you can Google a picture of it and it'll kind of show you like the visual, but the best way that it's explained that I've seen is kind of a big Venn diagram with one part being what you love, one part being what you're good at, one part being what the world needs, and then the last one being what you can be paid for. Um, And so I took this quote from the article that I thought I would share. So the quote says, it's all too easy to fall victim to siloed thinking that our job, family, passions, and desires are all separate and unrelated aspects of our lives. The fundamental truth of Ikagai is that nothing is siloed. Everything is connected. This realization has changed my outlook for the better. It is possible to be true to your passions, live a life of consequence, and still use business as a medium of expression. At the intersection of all this are feelings of peace and lasting happiness that can sustain us through our entire lives. So I just thought that was a very beautiful, idyllic concept. And I think uh, sometimes it can be hard when you are like looking at your career um, and just trying to understand like how it interacts with everything else in your life. So I think it's really cool to kind of think of like any move that you're making in life in this like Ikagai Venn diagram, um, things you love, things you're good at, what the world needs and what you can be paid for. I think it's like all really important things to acknowledge and I've never seen it laid out like so clearly before. So I was excited to learn about it for the first time. Yeah, it's funny. I feel like this kind of aligns with what we talked about in our figuring out what the heck to do with our lives. I know we talked a lot about like the balance of, you know, looking at your skills and looking at your interests and trying to formulate that into a career. Um, So it's interesting that there is kind of a whole school of thought almost around it. I'm very interested to to look into it a bit more. Totally. Um, So for my week in review, gonna be honest, people, life is uh, pretty repetitive for me. I wake up, I do a lot of reading. I do a lot of outlining. I do a lot of class. And that is it. Um, but one thing that has really made my day is when you guys DM us. We've gotten a few, especially over this past week. Um, and we just really love to hear your feedback. Um, love to hear 
that you resonate with things. And like I'm chatting with someone right now in our DMs about law school and like giving tips about that. So feel free at any time to DM us. Like it literally makes my day. I'm sure it makes your day, Anya, um, to be able to like talk with you guys because sometimes I forget that people are listening. You know what I mean? It just feels like we're having a conversation. Then I'm like, that's right. Like people that aren't our like friends and family are actually listening to us. Um, so being able to get that interaction with you guys is always, always great. Yeah. And it's also crazy to hear like just all the different like life experiences that you yeah. guys have and like where you're from and what you are pursuing and everything. Um, and I'm always curious to hear like how you guys found the podcast mm-hmm. too. Like I was talking to a girl um, the other day who's in grad school and she found us through Brooke's episode, which seems mm-hmm. to be kind of a theme. Um, so yeah, we love getting DMs. Like you guys don't understand it. Like literally makes our life. So yeah. please. It's so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> we are always down to talk. So literally about anything. Yeah. Yep. All right, let's shift into our favorites. So in the spirit of this week's guest, I wanted to make my favorite the Viv for your V pads specifically. So I just honestly have never felt menstrual pads this soft before. And I feel like that's something I didn't really know that I needed in my life. Like, I don't know. I just kind of thought pads were like a very standard thing and like the texture of them was just like a very standard thing and there wasn't much like innovation to be done there, I guess. Like I was like, oh, this is just the way pads are. And I like wasn't a super like pad user. Um, So it's so fun to like have pads that are actually really comfortable now. And um, yeah, I just really wanted to shout them out. So we have a discount code, which is TDH15. And you'll hear way more from Katie later on in this episode. And I think you'll be super inspired to order then if you're not now, because uh, I'm literally obsessed with these. And yeah, it's just something that I never really thought like thought twice about like you know the time comes you use it you don't really think much of it but like when you have a product that you enjoy using and you feel good about using from like a sustainability standpoint and everything it really just makes the whole terrible experience of having a period much better so would highly recommend (laughs) yes I'm very excited I'm running over to their website after we're done recording this and ordering some for myself especially after this interview it's a it's a really cool brand to support My favorite, it's a little basic, it's a little uh, cliche, I would even say, but it brings me joy, and that is candles, especially in the fall. Now, I am the type that will burn a candle year-round. I don't mind, like, a more floral candle. I don't do a fruity candle, that's a bit weird to me, but I'll do a floral candle. But let's be honest, fall scents are the best scents. Like, Anything pumpkin, anything apple, cinnamon, all of that, vanilla. I don't know how to describe like the candles that smell like men or like Abercrombie. Those Those are my favorite. Teakwood. 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 Yes. Um, Those are just like my absolute favorite scents. Um, And obviously those are a lot more popular around this time. So I was telling Anya, I literally laid out all my little fall candles and I just burn them throughout my day and yeah it just makes the room feel so like comfortable you know what I mean it really sets the ambiance you have a nice the lighting the scent 
it, it really is the little things. If you can't tell, I'm like grasping onto the smallest thing of I'm so stressed with school, but at least I have my little apple candle burning in the corner. I'm also like a year round candle user, but I feel like there's mm-hmm. just something that hits different about heading yeah. into like the cozier season. And like, it's kind of before, you know, like the seasonal depression hits. So you're like still <laughs> oh, enjoying yeah. fall. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, the weather's cooling down. It's time to get cozy. It's time to enjoy a candle. Um, And like, you know, Christmas is coming, like it's like good times. So I totally agree. Big fall (laughs) candle gal. Yeah, it's the best. I don't mind winter ones too. Like up until Christmas, I'm like, heck yeah. And then the seasonal depression hits. But that's a topic for another day. Do you have like a top fall candle or like a scent? Honestly, anything pumpkin. I really like pumpkin scent so long as it's not too sweet. Because there's some, like, Bath and Body Works, for example, will make, like, sickly sweet smelling, like, pumpkin pie. Like, things like that is a bit too much for me. Um, but I like, like, a pumpkin-y, cinnamon-y type of scent. I feel that. I feel like my all-time favorite candle will always be the Volcano Candle mm-hmm. from Anthropology. Um, but, and, like, any replica of it, I'm not, like too snobby like if I find one at TJ Maxx that like the lava ones that try to like mimic them I'm like yeah totally down <laughs> um but yeah I agree I feel like food candles are sometimes a little much like when it's like vanilla cupcake I'm like ooh, mm, mm. yeah I do have like I think it's vanilla marshmallow that one isn't too bad because it's more like a or no pumpkin marshmallow sorry um because it's more like a pumpkin like vanilla than like cupcake Mm -hmm. Um, but that's about as, as sweet as I go. All right. Shifting into our main episode content here. We are so excited to welcome our guest this week. We have Katie Diasti from Viv for your V. Welcome Katie. Yes. Welcome Katie. Hello. Thanks for having me. We are really excited to get to chat about your brand and also your background. Um, you just seem like a really cool gal. So we're really excited to hop into it here with you. Thanks. Yeah, let's get into it. For sure. So first, could you give us just like general background, where you're from, where you went to college, what your major was, things like that? Yeah, definitely. So I grew up in Tampa, Florida, um, but I went to college in Boston. I went to Boston College and I studied marketing and this thing called managing social impact. So studying how businesses, brands can bring some social good into the world Um, and I've stayed in Boston ever since. And so very different than Florida, but I absolutely love it up here. That's a super cool program. Is that like a minor that they offer or something? Yeah. Yeah. It was a minor and it was really new. So it started, I think when I was in my sophomore year of college and one of my professors was like, but you should do this. This seems like something (laughs) you would like. And he was very right. (laughs) Yeah. It definitely sounds aligned with where you're at in your career now. Um, So just to give some background as to how Katie ended up on the show, if you guys are interested, uh, we actually engaged through like my work. So Katie's startup came to my startup facing nonprofit and uh, we just kind of hit it off there. And I thought she would be a really cool guest to bring on. So um, we're excited to talk about Viv and kind of what you guys do. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that was so funny how all of that came about and we were just networking (laughs) and then we're like, oh. Very cool. It was funny because I we went to like another industry event, or I guess I went to another industry event, and she happened to be there. Um, and I was like just in her booth like the whole time because I was like, she's <laughs> <Yeah>. so fun. 
Seriously, I was so bored. I'm glad you came. <laughs> Virtual reality, man. It's a tough transition. <laughs> um, so speaking of for your B, could you tell us a little bit about it and how it came to be? That yeah, rhymes. So, yeah. <laughs> so Viv is an earth-friendly period care brand, and we deliver all of our products direct to your door um, through a subscription model, but we also sell one-time purchases if you just want to try it out. And it was actually born in a class project my senior year. So that marketing and managing social impact really did come together. And I was taking an entrepreneurial marketing class and I thought it was just an elective type thing for my major. Didn't know a ton about entrepreneurship, but um, was really fascinated by brands that were making an impact and had some really strong messaging that were breaking taboos or just representing the voice of others and the voice of people. Um, So I always wanted to either work for a brand like that or start a brand like that. And this class was really nice because I could kind of do all that on paper. It felt very like low risk. And I took more of like the academic approach and was doing a bunch of like research. And I would gather my friends in focus groups um, and just have like an evening where I would sit them all in a circle and just have them like talk about periods and eventually was like, okay, like learning so much about the menstrual hygiene space and how long it's lacked innovation. And then I learned about how much plastic waste was involved in period care. And that was what was especially shocking to me because one menstrual pad is equal to like four plastic bags. And when I learned that I was shocked. So I figured a ton of other people would be too. Um, So continued on with it through that class project. And that's where it was kind of born. Totally. And yeah, I definitely didn't know that before I started seeing all the Viv posts on Instagram and everything. (laughs) It's crazy the statistics that you guys have. And we'll get into that a little more uh, later on. But just to clarify for our listeners, uh, can you talk about what products Viv currently sells exactly? Yeah. So um, we started off really small with our product offering. We wanted to ensure that anything we put the Viv name on, it is super sustainable. Um, So are we currently have pads and liners and those are made out of a bamboo fiber um, which is this new like cool um, sustainable alternative to cotton and it's a much more sustainable crop it uses a lot less water a lot less land so we have some biodegradable pads and liners and then we recently released menstrual cups which have actually been super popular um, and that's been really cool to see how people are becoming more open to being completely zero waste during their periods and um changing up what they have known for so long. Um, But what's nice is if you're not fully ready for menstrual cups, there's a lot of stepping stones like our pads and liners. And then we're actually releasing tampons at the end of this year. So we're really, really excited about that. That's awesome. And I know that uh, we're going a little off script here, but I've always wondered where did the name come from? Yeah, Yeah, I wondered that too. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. I love this question. Um, And the whole reason we named it Viv was to kind of personify a brand and have um, Viv be like a person. So it's someone we look up to as a team and we want all of our customers and anyone in our community to be able to look up to. And so guiding you through an annoying time of your month, which is your period, but also through other aspects of your life. And we think of her as this bold activist who's very cool. And whenever we need an extra confidence boost as a team, we're always like, okay, we're channeling Viv energy today. Like, (laughs) keep her with us. And that's been super helpful. And I hope that 
it translates um, to other customers as well. What would Viv do? WWBD. <laughs> <laughs> that's the motto. <laughs> so I love that like personification. I think that's really great. And I also think we'll get into this, but kind of helps like destigmatize and like make talking about periods a little less scary for people who aren't as comfortable. But moving into kind of working in the period industry, what are your favorite facts to share about the period industry and specifically that like environmental lens? Um, since that's your focus at Viv. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's crazy how much I've learned about periods, despite having had them for what, like 10 years or so. And um, it's wild how much I didn't know about my own body and like the thing, the products I was using for a while. And one of the statistics and facts that really throw me off is when the first tampon was invented in the 1920s by a man. And there's been basically little to no innovation in the space since. And so when I hear that, I'm like, wow, we're, we weren't even created this product by someone that has a period. So it feels like there's so many more opportunities than what exists currently. Um, and then on the sustainability front, the pads and tampons used today have so much plastic waste. And as I mentioned, one menstrual pad is equal to about four plastic bags, but one pad can also take up to 800 years to break down. And when we think about how many we use in just one period and then in our lifetime, that's a ton of plastic waste. And a lot of us, frankly, didn't know it. And if we did know it, we would probably be making a more ethical and eco-friendly decision. Um, so there does need to be a lot more education and transparency when it comes to the products that exist. Totally. And I feel like the story of, you know, the invention of the tampon is so similar to what we hear about birth control and stuff as mm -hmm. well. That it was developed, you know, decades ago by men and just really hasn't seen much innovation since. Um, and that's obviously super sad, but it's awesome that you guys are taking kind of the the role of educating consumers as well. Because, you know, I personally had no idea um, about the impact of the period industry. So kind of along those lines, can you talk a little bit about why you felt it was so important to talk about periods and why you kind of decided to center your brand around Viv, around ending the stigma about periods? Yeah, I specifically dived into period care and we did this instead of just like hygiene in general to begin with because we were really, really passionate about breaking stigmas, just like you said, and empowering women was the big part going in. And now like our main audience, our menstruators, like anyone with a period. And um, for us, it's, it's, we were thinking about who we want to serve with our company and with our startup. Um, we were always told that if you don't feel like you can serve that group of people for the rest of your life, you're probably in the wrong industry. And I can absolutely see myself serving women and menstruators for my entire life. And so that's what gets me up every day. Like that's what makes me really excited and to help women in any way, even when it comes to simply, simply having their products arrive at the door so they don't have to run out and run to the store and have that stressors in their life, then that's really cool to me. Totally. Uh, can you like describe the whole subscription model thing? Because I feel like I actually didn't really know that. I I ordered uh, like on a one off thing, but I didn't yeah. I didn't know that there was a subscription option. Yeah. So we have subscriptions now, and they're pretty customizable. Um, they range from like every three weeks, four weeks, eight weeks, all in between. Um, and what you can do is just have it arrive at your door, and we take care of it. It's just like a reoccurring thing that happens, and. Um, the reason we did this was actually when I was doing those focus groups, when I was a senior in college, 
um, I knew I faced this because I don't know what it is, but like my phone is always dying and I'm like always out of period products. Like that's just who I was in college always. And my phone, mm-hmm. was, yeah, I was told it was like a Gemini thing. I'm not quite sure, but I'm <laughs> always running out of period care. Um, and finally, I like, I was like, you know what? We subscribe to so many things in our lives and it just like comes and we don't have to worry about it. And we're really busy people. Like I was a very busy college student, really involved on campus. Like so many of us were. Um, I don't necessarily, I didn't have a car, like getting off campus to a CVS to like get some more pads that were probably filled with toxins and plastic anyway, was this like super annoying time that I did every month. Um, but Find, I also talked to other people and realized a lot of my friends were having the exact same problem and they were always running out at like the most inconvenient time. I was like, all right, like I use this term now, but I say modern menstruators. I'm like, all right, we're modern menstruators. Like we need something better. We need to like make this annoying part of our lives that much more simple. Um, and so, yeah, that's simply why we did that. That's funny. I feel like period products, especially you don't realize that you're out of them until you're on your period and you're like, damn it, (laughs) I need more tampons. So kind of shifting back a little bit to, um, I guess, the stigma around period. So obviously, um, as a startup focusing on a more taboo topic, unfortunately, do you feel like you face any unique challenges, like especially with investors, supply chain experts, like things like that? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It's so funny the like conversations I've had and encounters I've had and it's fascinating because yes most inventors are like these old white guys and they don't have periods so it's understanding that and having to make it a very different approach it's like okay maybe they don't have periods and they don't even know what a menstrual cup is like that is such a foreign concept um and even explaining like how a pad works is like very difficult for them which is horrifying to think about (laughs) (laughs) But what I can describe is how young people and young menstruators want a more eco-conscious brand, want a brand that speaks up for them. And that is just the overwhelming majority. And that is such a large market. And they have such strong purchasing powers. And they truly believe in voting with their wallet and voting with their dollars. So if I can explain it on more of like the market size and like the impact we can make by reducing plastic waste, that tends to be the angle I have to approach it at. And um, I get it. Like they don't have a period, but they also have people in their life that menstruate. And so also relating to people in their own lives that could deal with this. And sometimes, um, especially with younger men, they relate a bit more and they're like, oh my gosh, I remember when I had to go pick up some for my wife and I had no idea what I was doing. And they tell me these like uncomfortable anecdotes of them like, <laughs> not knowing like what kinds to get. And I'm like, yeah, I see you won't have to do that anymore. If you had Viv products, they would just arrive at her door and not, neither of you would have to go to the store and get them. <laughs> and they're like sold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. Well, it's really smart that you've like found the right angle to kind of mm-hmm. meet them in the middle because that was like one of the things that I was really wondering about, like when we met in the startup space and, you know, you're surrounded by like all these robotics and like these really like male dominated fields. And I was like, how does she like hold her own? You know, like she's doing such a good job. I wonder what her angle is. So it's really interesting to hear you talk about that side of things. Yeah, totally. It is really funny. The things we're surrounded by and um, we're in this accelerator this summer, which is how we met. And um, it's so fascinating seeing the variety of, of innovations, but I'm so impressed with all the female founders in the space and all the innovations they're creating. And it's, 
so thoughtful and well put together, um, which is really exciting. And a really fun fact that we haven't mentioned yet is that um, Katie actually knows Sarah, who was our very first guest, uh, Sarah from Holdet, which is super yeah. funny. Lots of connections. You guys are like in a in a group together, right? Yeah. Oh my goodness. So being a young female founder in like the Boston, New England area is low-key a tight-knit community and it needs to be because we like, need to support each other and be each other's like biggest fans and um, I remember Sarah like calling me randomly and being like, I need a vent about something. And I was like, okay, go for it. And just like was telling me about something that happened with a fabric once. And I was like, yeah. And then I was like, and this happened today. And we were just like venting for a moment. And we're like, okay, we feel better. And then we're like, okay, good luck. And then we'll just continue to support each other. And if I didn't have more people like that, that would be very, very difficult. It's all about the community. Yeah. Getting back on topic a little bit <laughs> as our resident period care expert we were curious to ask you uh when you're on your period what are some of your favorite ways to take care of yourself do you have any fun tips to suggest to our listeners oh I love this yeah self-care is really important and we are working with this menstrual cycle coach every now and then and she writes blog posts for us and we do IG lives with her and she has taught me so much about like our whole cycle and periods in general. So I've been really into like nourishing your body with the right foods, which means I can just like cook more food, which I really enjoy. Um, So I've been really into like baking things or like cooking things that are specifically nourishing for your period, Um, like healthy fats and different like nutrients that are better um, whenever you are menstruating. Um, And then I would say like I'm kind of one of those weird people that really enjoy like being active on their period to like relieve pain and so I'll go on walks and they're like do yoga or like exercise even more during that time which is probably very bizarre Uh, but honestly now it's I like am so excited when I get my period because I can continue to like test my products versus like competitors and (laughs) picking them up like which sounds absolutely ridiculous but um I I like use myself as an experiment um, early, early days, which is so bad, but I would like mess. I used to mess with my birth control to ensure that I would, my period would align when our samples would arrive. Oh and so, <laughs> yeah, don't recommend doing that. Don't listen to me. Very bad influence here, but um, it was kind of like, okay, like I'm going to be my biggest critic. Like if it doesn't work and I don't like it, no one else is going to like it. So that was my approach. And so now I just really look forward to it because I think last time I tried a menstrual cup for the first time and like, I'm obsessed with it now. Um, so I'm like super excited for my next period to get to use my menstrual cup again. Talk about <laughs> dedication. Man. That is crazy. But um, And it's funny that you bring up the menstrual cup because I ordered one of yours and I still haven't tried it yet. I still haven't worked up the courage. I was telling Kylie recently, yeah. like she keeps asking me like, oh, have you tried it now? And I'm like, yeah. no. I want to get one, but I want to, I'm going to wait and let her experiment with how it goes. Cause I've heard they're great. It's just once you figure out how to insert them and like make them comfortable for you. And I'm like, that's the part that I'm nervous about. So yeah, no, I was so, so nervous too. And so many people were like, you should really sell menstrual cups. I love my menstrual cup. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like sure. No one uses menstrual cups. And then so many people were asking, I was like, okay, like we should really get menstrual cups. And then I was like, wait, if I'm going to sell something, like I need to try it and make sure it's good. And I tried it and was kind of nervous, of course, but my friend tried it like a week or two before me and I was like, getting like text by text, play by plays of like what would happen. <laughs> and, like, 
comfortable. And um, I was like, all right, I'm going to try it. And it was like underwhelming how like the experience was because I was like, oh, that was so easy. And this makes so much sense. Like, why was I not doing this always? So I would highly recommend that you all try your cups because it's life changing. Like now I'm the like super fan of menstrual cups. So it's like everyone needs one. I'll I'll try it out and report back. (laughs) Yes, I expect a play by play, Anya. (laughs) We kind of want to move more into like the Viv experience now. So could you tell us a little bit about the biggest highlight of starting Viv and owning Viv so far? Ooh, yeah. Um, his highlight. Wow. I mean, on a day by day, like if we get new reviews, I get so excited. Like, and honestly, every time we get orders, I get so, so excited. And we've been getting more creative with the way we reach our audience. And so we've been working a bit more with like TikTokers, influencers. And um, one of our interns is like, for lack of a better term, like TikTok famous. And so (laughs) we made a TikTok about our products and it did so well. And we got so many orders like immediately after she posted it that night. And I was like, but it was like a Saturday night and I was sitting at home like alone and I was just like watching all these orders come in and I was like freaking out, so excited. Um, So it's more of the little things day to day. We've had some like cool big moments, like getting into mass challenge is very exciting. And um, when we were able to like actually launch product and whenever we find a product that we want to add to our product line. And um, a few weeks ago, we were featured in Forbes, which was like mind boggling to me. I just I like still don't think it's real. Like I check it like every other day to like make sure it's like not in my imagination. Um, but yeah, there's been so many fun parts. Totally. And um, I'm glad you brought up the Forbes feature because I'm curious to ask a little more about that and how that ended up uh, aligning. Yeah, that was such a like organic way of forming, which was really cool. We weren't, we don't have some like massive PR team. It's like me and Izzy who are the ones our PR team and like everything else. Um, and we were just connecting with someone who was working on his own newsletter called Founder to Founder. And he was like, yeah, I'm just starting this out. I want to get a bunch of founders on here. And one of our friends from the startup community connected us. Um, and then I was looking more into his background and he was also a Forbes writer. So I was after learning how to ask for things that you need and why I was like, Hey, um, when can we be in Forbes, please? And (laughs) he was like, yeah, yeah. Like stay in touch, keep me updated on your progress and we'll see about that. And I was like, got it. Do you need anything from me? Like, can I introduce anyone? He was like, yeah, like I always want more connections, more founders. And of course I have this like amazing network of badass, like female founders. I was like, got it. So sent him intros to everybody in that community, which was great for them because it helps them get more exposure. Um, And I love supporting them. And then it helped him because now he had all these founders to like write about. And he was like, okay, like you've helped me out a lot. Like I'll write about uniforms. And I was like, excuse me, sir? Um, Sure. And so that's simply how it went. It was very organic and just like putting in, building relationships was literally all it was. That is amazing. Uh, Truly shoot your shot. I love that you mentioned like learning how to ask for things because I think that's something that women um, are so hesitant about, um, especially when it comes to like big moments like that. So it's awesome that you can be an example for other girls in that sense. Um, so kind of like shifting away from the highlights just to, you know, be balanced here. (laughs) What would you say has been the hardest part of Viv so far? Yeah. Oh my gosh. There's so many hard things all the time. Um, hmm. I mean, simply like 
it's sometimes morale. And um, I think the hardest part for me was some starting and convincing myself that I, I think I was 21 turned, I just turned 22 when I went into, um, when I graduated and was into an accelerator program. And I was like, yeah, I just don't know if we're like ready. And I kept saying that. And my mentors and the people around me were like, ready for what? And it's so true. It's like, you're never going to feel truly ready to take a big leap, like starting a company and becoming an entrepreneur when you don't have tons and tons of years of industry experience. Like there's, they're not going to be like, oh, this feels comfortable now. Like, no, it just doesn't <laughs> feel comfortable. And so every day I like have the mindset, like if you're feeling uncomfortable, like you're probably doing good work and like things are going well. And so it's like striving to be uncomfortable, but it's like, of course, that's not an easy thing to do. And that's been more of the hard part and knowing when to ask for help and knowing when to ask for things and knowing that you don't have to be an expert in literally every single aspect of growing a business and knowing when to reach out to others for those things. Yeah. I remember Anya, didn't you text me once saying, if you're uncomfortable, it means you're growing. Yeah. <laughs> or something I feel like, like that. I've, I've had so many experiences like that, just like being in my first full-time role and like having imposter syndrome, talking to all these like startup CEOs and pretending I know what they're talking about. Um, and so whenever I'm like running an event for the first time or anything like that, uh, I'm always like, I'm uncomfortable because I'm growing and I like repeat it to myself. Um, so definitely resonate with that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was so impressed by you anyways. Um, yeah, I think Anya, you sent that to me in response. I just started law school, my first year of law school. And she sent that to me in response because again, that imposter syndrome, I'm like, what am I doing? What's going on? But I know that if I'm uncomfortable, it means that I'm growing and I'm learning and I have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. And I think that's such like an important life model to live by. Totally. Uh, So what are some of your biggest goals for Viv in this next upcoming year? And then in five years from now? Fun. Yeah. Um, so we want to continue to be the innovators in the space and um, bring things that our customers truly want. So we've been really adamant about listening to what people want and like getting on the phone with people and being like, hey, like, what do you think of our products? Tell me what you would like to change. Like, what do you think of Viv? And if, as long as we're continuing to listen and grow even five years out from now and especially five years out from now, that's absolutely what I want. And then, of course, continuing to expand the market we're in and the products we offer. And so anything relating to reproductive health is where we see ourselves being for a long time. And um, there's so many needs in this space, but we want to lead by example and be more of activists rather than just a product and um, get more involved in when different um, new forms of social justice, but also breaking taboos. Um, so that's absolutely what I want to continue doing throughout Viv's lifetime. That's amazing. And I like that you guys are so feedback oriented because I feel like that's a tough thing to do. It's great that you guys have such a strong focus on that. It's so funny. I People are so nice too on the phone whenever I'm like, hey, so like, what do you like? And they're like, everything's great. And I'm like, no, not everything. Come on. <laughs> that's like something you don't like. And then I like, like to dig and pull people out because that's how we grow. Again, it's like by learning what we need to fix. Totally. Um, so what is it like for you to be pursuing your own business right out of college and being your own boss and managing a team? Uh, how is that? How is that for you? How is that experience? Yeah, it's really interesting. It's definitely not what I imagined going into my senior year that I'd be doing now. Um, it's so 
oh my gosh, it's like the best. I feel like I'm living my dream job every day, honestly. And my team themselves are very entrepreneurial as well. And they're very self-sufficient, which is incredible. So I don't have to be someone that's like, I need this by the end of day and like following up with them. It's like, they usually hand something to me that I forgot we even needed to do. I'm like, oh yeah, really glad you remembered that because I completely forgot we were working on that on the side because we're doing a million other thing, other things. Um, and it's fun because we're all we're a really really young team. I, the oldest team members are me, and we're 23 years old. Uh, <laughs> so it's awesome because we are our target audience, but we also are just so passionate about what we're building because it's a brand that really resonates with us. So it's honestly been a ball. Like of course. Um, it took some time to adjust to creating structure in my day to day and what that would look like. But it was more of like teaching myself to not overwork rather than getting myself to work was more of the trouble there. We started to allude to this a little bit earlier in the episode, but what advice would you give to girls around our age that want to start something, whether it be a business, social media initiative, nonprofit, whatever their dream may be? Yeah, um, just start, do it. I waited so long to begin. I was like, okay, I need to do like market research for like so long and like kept all my ducks in a row for so long. It's like, you'll learn so much more by simply beginning and starting to talk to people and potential customers. And if you launch a product, if you're not embarrassed by the first thing you start and the first product you get out into the world, like you're probably doing it wrong. Like I look back at the first boxes we ever shipped out for Viv and I'm like, I'm horrified. So (laughs) that's only six months or seven months from now. Um, So you're going to continue to grow. Things are going to continue to get better. Even when I'm sure you all experience like the first podcast you've ever done is probably very different from the podcast we're doing right now. It's you're going to grow and you're going to get better. But if you have to start somewhere and it's okay to be bad the first time you start. Yeah, it's funny that you brought up the podcast because I was actually going to say that um, like we learned so much more just like jumping in and doing it and being like, wait, how do we like distribute this? How do we get on Spotify? Like what mics do we need? Um, Instead of just like if we had, you know, waited out and talked about it. And of course, like when you're a type A personality, it's like you want to feel prepared and you want to have everything in line before you like take a leap. But it's taking the leap that like teaches you the most, it seems like. So selfishly, we wanted to include this question because we are obsessed with your guys's social media, um, your Instagram in particular. So we were wondering if you had any tips on building a cohesive online presence, whether that's like for a brand or if you uh, are just an individual looking to make a, a nice feed. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, a lot of it's Izzy. She's on. So we live together too. We're, we work together, live together. We're like best friends. Um, and so she's on the Viv team with me and she's, it's so funny because she's in the room with me right now. And she was like, yes, as soon as, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's honestly one, what we want to do a combination of not just like promoting ourselves, but understanding what our customers like in other aspects of their life. So it's like, okay, what are our customers doing right now? And like, what would engage them? And a lot of it's like, what do we do when we're not working? Like, what do we do when we're living our lives and what resonates with us? Um, And it's kind of creating this like unification and community where we're like, okay, like this is something we find hilarious. And we throw it in our Slack channel of all of our interns and us. And we're like, does anyone else think this is funny? Or like, does anyone have a good period meme today? And that's (laughs) how we come up with some of our content. Um, but yeah, thank you. I appreciate that compliment. Wow. We're always trying to make it better. 
I'm like taking notes. I'm like, yeah. memes, got it. <laughs> <laughs> so we did notice um, through your branding that you use the word, I- I'm assuming it's still pronounced woman, but it's spelled W-O-M-X-N, um, and that you guys had a recent blog post about it. So I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about this term and why you guys prioritize using it in your branding. Yeah, I love that. Um, so that's a more inclusive term for the word women. And it um, is to ensure that when we're talking about people with periods, it's anyone that has a period. It's a, We use the term menstruator a lot as well. Um, and it's just acknowledging that not every single person with a period is a woman. And um, we've done a ton of research and have spoken to a lot of people where like that is so valuable to them that we are using more inclusive terms. And it's such a simple thing to do. And if we're making anyone that much more comfortable and that much more excited about our brand and who we are by swapping a letter or swapping a term, like why not? And so um, similar to like how we're planning on differentiating and how we're planning on um, like being a social justice activist oriented brand, like that's the first step is we need to ensure we're being as inclusive as possible with how we're talking about periods. Totally. That's so important. You know, decreases that stigma and like lets that conversation be more open. So I think you guys are contributing uh, a really awesome way uh, to that conversation. So now that we're kind of at the end of our formal questions, we actually didn't warn Katie about this. Normally we warn our guests, but we um, are going to play a little game and it's called This or That. So we kind of have five little questions lined up here and Katie obviously hasn't seen these. So we're going to get some Real candid, rapid-fire responses. So are you ready, Katie? Yes, let's go. Okay, so the first one is pads or tampons, and then in parentheses, or menstrual cup, because we know that that's your main product offering. Oh, that's tough. I'm really torn between pads and menstrual cups. Um, I'm going to go menstrual cup. I'm, I'm like this new super fan. I love it. Zero waste. And I honestly forget it's there and you don't have to change it um, for like 12 hours. It's, so it's really convenient for my busy schedule. Um, so then Seaport or North End? <sighs> That's so hard. Um, seaport. Um, I live there. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I didn't know you lived in Seaport. If you guys are like confused, these are neighborhoods of Boston. <laughs> I forget sometimes that like not all of our listeners are I from our area. We have like yeah. some listeners in like I don't know Hungary. They're gonna be like, "What is that?" <laughs> Seaport, um, then. Yeah, so. and the seafood is great. And- totally, and you know Cisco Brewers. You really can't go wrong. That's true. <laughs> so They're frosé. I mean, come on. An experience, <laughs> truly, and like the only large-scale outdoor, like fun drinking venue right now. So I know that yeah. they've been popping. You guys have your billboard near there, right? We do. That was another part of it. It's um, on District Hall, which is in Seaport, um, which is like a place for entrepreneurs. We have a big Viv sign now, and it like overlooks Cisco, which is super fun. That is so fun. I can't imagine just like grabbing drinks with the girls, and then you're like, oh, by the way, that's, that's my uh... company. <laughs> <laughs> that's fun. Um, okay, our next question is, well, okay, so we did some creeping, and we know that you have a foodie Insta as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So our question is, pizza or pasta? Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> wow. Those are, like, my favorite things. Um, I'm going to say pizza. Oh, my gosh. I'm a big veggie pizza gal. Like, put a bunch of stuff. Also, arugula on a big pizza, but also just classic margarita pizza, probably in the north end, not going to be in 
seaport for that one. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, just a good margarita pizza with a ton of basil. Like, yum. Wow. Arugula on pizza is genuinely underrated. I like um, when my pizza has like a full salad on top of it. That's when you know. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> um, so the next one is summer or fall. I've been having this internal conflict. Is it showing that I'm indecisive? Because I feel like I've been thinking both half the time. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say in New England, fall. But, but my whole life prior was summer because I was a Florida girl, so I appreciate the beach. Yeah, I feel like we're in this weird spot now where it's like September used to be summer, I feel like, in my mm-hmm. mind. Like when I lived without AC, like my freshman and sophomore year, like September was like the worst. Like I remember like being so hot and miserable But now I feel like this September has been so like temperate. Like it's almost like cool outside all the time. Yeah. I'm all here for it. Apple picking soon. Like I'm pumped. (laughs) Yeah. Have you been doing all the like New England activities since you've been up here for a few years? Yes. And I find it very exciting. I'm still that person that's like taking pictures of like every time I see leaves changing colors and (laughs) who is that girl? So happy to buy it. All right, our last this or that question for you is always early or always late? Oh, I I really wish I could say always early, but I'm always late. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm always late, especially when it comes to just like casual things, like a party, friend, hangout friends, going to dinner. I think my friends like tell me 15 minutes earlier when I'm supposed <laughs> to get there, like knowing me. So I'm Egyptian. It's like, I think it's a, an Egyptian like thing. That's what I've been told by my friends <laughs> who are late by like hours to everything. So slightly justified. <laughs> That's funny. I feel like I'm the exact opposite. Like I try to be late, especially to social things. I'll do my best to be late and I'm somehow always like the first person there. And I don't know how it happens. I show up like 45 minutes late and I'm still the first one. I'm like, did I miss the memo or something? That's good. I need to channel your energy and actually be on time to, with my friends for things. Yeah, we'll trade energy a little bit. Yeah. Being late to the pregame is so much more fun, though, because then everyone's already there and they're, like, excited to, like, welcome you. But when you're the first one, it's, like, such an awkward vibe. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. I wish I was more like that sometimes, too. All right. Well, thank you for indulging in our game of this or that without yeah. warning. <laughs> um <laughs> So to kind of close out our conversation, we're curious, what is the call to action for our viewers or sorry, our listeners? We are not a YouTube channel. Um, <laughs> do you want them to follow the Instagram, check out the website, all of the above? Yes, all of the above. Um, check us out on Instagram and join our community there. And we post some fun stuff like every day. So it's at Viv4YourV. And then our website is Viv4YourV.com as well. And you can try out our products. And um, we'll be giving you a promo code for this podcast. So you can use that. And um, obviously, let me know what you think because you just heard how much I love feedback. Um, And then we also started getting on TikTok a little bit. So exploring that realm. So if you're a big TikToker, then follow us. It's at Viv4YourV as well. Well, thank you so much, Katie, for being on the show today. This was a super fun conversation. And I think our listeners are really going to resonate with a lot of your messaging. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This is awesome. Yes, thank you, Katie. And as always, uh, you guys know what to do. Follow us on Instagram, rate us on Apple Podcasts, and we will talk to you guys next Tuesday. Yes, talk next Tuesday. Bye.